this is Petrana, and this is High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast. Uh, welcome back. This is episode three, The Wonder Studies. The Wonder um, Studies. Which was a great episode. It's a pun on understudies, get it? If you if you didn't catch that the first time. <laughs> if you didn't catch that the first time, that's um, what it is. But before we get into to the true like episode, we need to issue a correction from yes, our previous um, episode. So last episode, we made this statement on the use of technology in High School Musical, the musical, the series, and how um, like it's such a prominent, it plays such a prominent part, and we couldn't really remember um, anything that had happened in the original movie featuring a phone but jimmy knox on twitter pointed out that there is a very pivotal plot point in the first high school musical that involves all their phones going off at the same time which is why they all end up in detention together for with miss darbus uh-huh. so uh yes thank you jimmy um and we will we will do better <laughs> we we will hold ourselves to a higher standard i truly can't believe that we both forgot that because it's such a it's such a pivotal moment and yeah, i also they all have their flip and we also talked about gabriella's phone in i that know so and uh, and she like yeah. goes around and collects them in like a box you know um yeah anyways so anyway we, we made a mistake but thank you um <laughs> thank you i think a lot of our arguments still do stand though about the ways that technology gets employed but yeah because that was that was very much like oh texting in class bad mm-hmm. whereas now it's like social media going snooping through other your partner's phones and like yeah. all these things that weren't issues back then which is really cool mm-hmm. and look at the evolution of like just using phones to get detention to like using phones as like well well as palmer will recount yeah. in this episode Nini's phone plays a very very big part all right palmer take away the recap yeah so basically this episode this is arguably like the, a quote-unquote ej episode um which makes a lot of sense mostly because a it's called the wonder studies and he's um ricky's understudy but also it's it's about ej and it's also about nini's phone and everything that results from what we saw at the end of episode two um where gina helped ej take nini's phone so basically towards the beginning of the episode um we see ej going through nini's phone with Ashlyn and he finds not only the Instagram video that Nini made to confess to Ricky, but also happens to be in possession of the phone when Ricky leaves this like very sad voicemail. Um, and EJ of course doesn't own up to it and doesn't give Nini back her phone, which results in a whole host of other problems. Uh, because a like how I, personally cannot imagine existing for more than like two hours without my cell phone which whatever i feel like everyone listening to this podcast feels similarly we're all um, plugged in we're all plugged in you um, might be listening to this on your phone right now wow that's that's yeah. meta right there <laughs> um but yeah so nini without her phone is kind of at a loss which allows gina to take advantage of it and try to schedule an extra rehearsal that nini misses because she doesn't have her cell phone so there's a lot of that going on with gina trying to make nini look bad but the other flip side of that is that nini thinks it was gina who took her phone Mm -hmm. and kind of rashly engages in this whole system of warfare where she starts stealing all of gina's stuff as well so that's really the big the big crux of it but there's a bunch of other things that happens, and there's also the dual layer of Ricky thinks Nini heard the voicemail and is just going through it all about that. Um, 
and then towards the end accidentally unravels the entire thing by because ej confronts him about his sad voicemail and ricky can then confronts nini and is like oh well please next time i do something embarrassing don't immediately tell your boyfriend and then she's like oh but what voicemail and then right before the credits roll looks over to ej realizes that he was the one who took her phone because he and there yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say their eyes lock and then the credits roll. Credits roll. It's gonna gonna be a showdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's very dramatic. Um, but otherwise throughout the episode, it's both basically like EJ trying to figure out how to come clean to Nini, which he eventually decides not to, which backfires. And then also a lot of tension between Miss Jen and Mr. Mizara, which we will get into a bit more mm-hmm. later. But we also really finally hear like the cast sing for the first time together in this episode too so lots to work with um lots to talk about lots of cell phone drama but yeah um, so i think we were gonna start by talking about so ej gets a solo song which he writes yeah um, (laughs) from some track that ashlyn's kind of playing with and ashlyn you'll recall last episode had that amazing power ballad Mm mm-hmm duet with nini um so ej this time takes his chance to shine and he sings this um it's 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 i mean it's a it's a fun good definitely more of a song that i could make but also just very much sounds like a 16 year old boy writing an apology song (laughs) which was he's trying so hard yeah it was so earnest but also just not a good apology no it was frankly very bad it was very bad but like it it was written by a 16 year old boy yeah of course um he's trying so hard and it's it's kind of funny because it's like half spoken and it's half Mm -hmm. like weirdly rhymey and he just does not get what is going on and how he needs to apologize the best part is he's he's performing this in front of ashlyn because she wrote like she was like messing around with the tracks or whatever and Mm -hmm. um he is like all in of like he his he's performing it and he's just like so earnest and Ashlyn's face is just like looking at him like uh, <laughs> like, uh what did she says something she says something really funny where she's just like there were some good points yeah. um she you really you really did try um but it's kind of funny. He, he, this song is that gold you tried sticker. Yeah. You know, yeah, that one. True. There was an attempt. <laughs> there was there was definitely an attempt made. And I think, I mean, like, obviously it's very sweet. Like, in the respect that he's trying to meet Nini where he knows, like, that kind of thing resonates with her. In the respect that mm-hmm. he's trying to do what she did for Ricky. Um, but it's just, it's just so funny. And it's it's hilarious to me, too, because, like, as someone who also kind of like makes beats vaguely and like you know does very basic music production, like you can tell, like, like our theme song, like our Palmer theme song. Our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like like with Ashlyn's track when she's like, mm, it's not really my style, but you you hear it and you're like, oh, this is like a sixteen year old trying <laughs> to make a little a, like a pop song, you know, um, which I think is fun because we have like these big soaring things like wondering from the last episode, and then we have this like fun very <laughs> rough around the edges like i'm um, half speaking this yeah kind of rhyming rhyming in the sense that my english teacher told me to write a slam poem and i'm rhyming just awkward phrases it's so good it's it's hilarious yeah it really uh, it's so good 
and um ricky or not ricky um ej's actor matt cornett i think this was a really fun time to get to see him shine too yeah just because we haven't seen a ton out of ej up until this point and this episode really like allowed us to a get to know his character but also like the humor inherent in his just kind yeah. of unaware about, dickishness the th- yeah the thing about ej is that he is definitely not painted out to be like super sympathetic especially because you know he's sneaking around looking at nini's phone he can't really own up to his actions um he has this whole like he's not gonna quit type of attitude but at the same time he is like he he's trying he's like he wants to meet her halfway on this and like he's a bit insecure because of ricky and it's just it's a weirdly robust character to see from this kind of like genre right yeah just he's he's not one-dimensional even though we're not we're clearly not supposed to sympathize with him um in this it's hard not to at points yeah just because like you said he's so earnest yeah but anyway so ej's song um very much something a 16 year old would do Things mm-hmm. that 16-year-olds would not do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Gina, this episode, takes advantage of the fact that Nini doesn't have her phone and, like, decides to organize, like, an extra rehearsal where she uh, choreographs a dance routine for the sequence in Stick to the Status Quo where Taylor and Gabriella are just kind of, like, walking through the cafeteria, like, huddling their lunch trays together. Mm-hmm. It's, like, super complicated, like, doing splits on the grounds, like, triple pirouetting thing. And, yeah, it's a lot. It's truly bonkers. It, it's In general, the dance caliber that we've seen thus far between, like, some of the sequences, like, the episode opens with Carlos running a dance practice for, I'm assuming, get your head in the game, but it's, like, mm-hmm. everyone's blindfolded. Um, and he's like, well, you have to put them through hell so, like, you know what's going to happen at the end. Uh, or, like... <laughs> just they're prepared for anything um what does he say there's a line where he's like tornadoes come and go but dances forever yeah <laughs> which is amazing but the, the wait the, hold on i have a question yeah. um so you grew up in nebraska how often did tornadoes actually happen oh god s- during school days okay not like all the time but like multiple okay. times in a school year um it we, would like be an actual tornado yeah or like the sirens would go off um there were wow. there were never some there were some that I like I definitely saw like big storm fronts. I've never seen like uh-huh. a real tornado, but it's definitely to the point where like in tornado season or whatever, like like late summer sometimes, like you don't you hear the sirens and you're like, okay, like whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I I was freaked out by it as a kid. I thought every time yeah. the sirens went off, I would like cry. I thought I was going to die. Um but anyways, yeah anyway it's, it's, it's not a, I, I, I love natural disasters so much yeah i was gonna say imagine it's like what a category two hurricane is like oh in yeah florida throw parties <laughs> yeah like it's just it's kind of there have even been, category three it's fours where we're like hmm maybe maybe we should it's yeah. the kumbacha girl face yeah well unless um yeah. yeah it's it's definitely not uh yeah tornadoes do come and go um but dances forever dances forever but dance is intense in this show yeah it's truly i mean okay as someone who's not a dancer but did do high school theater i always managed to con my way into roles where i really didn't mm-hmm. need to dance that much um because i'm not good at it but even like the hard dance parts in high school theater they're not like this this, this is like another level this is like 
dance team dance at yeah. theater, which just doesn't usually happen. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the dance crew is always separate from the theater crew. Yeah, exactly. I when we did have really difficult like dance stuff, we actually would bring in the dance mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Um, for like some, we had we had like a tap number, and we brought in the dance team. But Gina is truly like next level. Gina is doing the most always, and for that, I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's she's amazing. Um, and Sophia Wiley, who plays her, like clearly just has these crazy dance chops. Yeah, and is showing them off, and it's really really cool to see. And then my my favorite part is um Gina is like showing Nini the steps that she missed, and it's just like this super crazy complicated thing. And then Nini in the like little mockumentary confessional scene is just like, do you know what Gabriella does in this scene? She holds her tray and just like stands there. Yeah. Which like I feel like it's definitely a more accurate representation of Gabriella because Gabriella just like feels like a fish out of water in this whole musical theater world, and so does Taylor too. So Taylor right. should not have. A complicated dance sequence yeah but it's it's more of it's more for like just showing off what she can do versus like what's best for the role which like honestly just like supports the idea that gina's not the person for this role oh yeah <laughs> i mean i think it's just i think she's playing taylor literally just because well i think she i thought she would have been a shoe in for uh, for Sharpay. Sharpay. um but there's the whole gimmick with seb um, who we don't see this episode we don't see this sad. episode yeah I, I i recently rewatched episode two when <laughs> he's talking to ashlyn and he's like oh i have the same glasses i use them for milking and she's like what she's like she mouths like milking at the screen but anyways um yeah i think it's just like in the same way that ej is chad like it's it's just mm-hmm. that's the i feel like ej is more of a chad than than Gina is a Taylor. Yeah, no, I also I, I, mean, I agree. Gina with has that. that same like ambition that Taylor has, but I feel like EJ is as Chad is that sort of like trying very earnestly, but also have like not realizing that what he's doing it does not actually benefit the person he's trying to help. You know, right. which I feel like is like such a core part of Chad's character. Truly, yeah, and the yeah. hump he gets over. So maybe we'll see some uh parallel arcs there. Yeah character um, development all here for that i know um anyway so speaking of character development i feel like so last time we were talking about our favorite characters and how ashlyn was like our baby um but i also i talked about how while big red was shown to be like a pretty supportive friend to ricky we didn't really get much of courtney besides <laughs> some like sassy one-liners which were cool and great but like we didn't really see her um but we got more of courtney this episode because she and nini are talking about because Nini thinks that Gina stole her phone, so Nini's all like, I need to get back at Gina, or maybe I can just not get back at Gina. And then she starts like stealing Gina's stuff. And then at first, Courtney's like, No, you can't do this. And then Courtney comes with like a whole bag of Gina's stuff and just dumps it on Nini's bed. And it's hilarious. This is what it means to be a supportive friend. Yes. Although that, like, the thought of like stealing that much stuff from someone just like makes me wig out on a personal level. <laughs> But it's so, it's so funny because like you get, you do get a lot more of a sense of um, Nini and Courtney's relationship in this episode, just because you see that interplay and then also the like, all right, let's go like full send, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm in this. Whatever you do, I'm going to support you unquestionably. It's like that time I told Palmer to punch a train and she <laughs> actually punched a train. I can't believe you brought that up. Here's, here, it's actually not that great. We were just standing on a train platform, and you were like, 
what if I punched this train or something? Or then, or what did you, what actually said? And then I, I was like, I always want to like kind of punch a train when it rolls into the station. And then Palmer just like went out and hit it. Did it. Well, to be clear, I didn't like punch it. I just like whacked she, it. She like bitch slapped the train. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, yeah, that no, it's that, that sort of like, yeah, because Nini was like, you know what? What if I just did this? And Cordy was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, I am, I am here for you. I am. Yeah. Your ride or die. So, yeah, Courtney, Courtney really stepped up this episode, in my opinion, and I look forward to see uh, her character develop more and just, like, see more of her. What is her role in the musical, exactly? I don't is know. Doing, I think she's doing backstage stuff, or is she even not in the musical? No, uh, she's, she's been she's, at the She's still, like, at rehearsals and stuff. I don't yeah, know I'd exactly say... what she's doing. Um, or is she doing costume design? Oh, she might be, maybe. I don't know. I'm. I'm. See, this is this is this is how um not strong Courtney was in the first episodes. I, know. I mean, not that she wasn't, but like in favor of like the the lead actors, which arguably right. are more um like driving the central, plot. Central, yeah, yeah. I do um, hope though that we do get more of a a Courtney episode. Yeah, I Courtney really want to. I also see. want a big red. Ep- I love big red. Big I Red's know. Hilarious. He's so funny. So good. Um, he and his actor is uh Larry Saperstein, right? Yes, yeah. Did I make that up? Yeah, he has really good comedic timing. Yeah, it's really great. I think it's so fun. Um, every one of his scenes, I just, I, I, I think out of everyone, he does the the mockumentary look at the camera thing the best. Yeah, it's that it's that highly gif. Not to go back to episode two again, but it's that highly gifable moment where they're all like doing um like a shakedown exercise in the background, (laughs) and he just looks at the camera and is like, "Truly, what the hell?" You know? (laughs) Did I just join a cult? Um, Yeah, yeah. But no, it's uh, it's 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 very good. But speaking of like weird theater perspectives too, um. We really got into the STEM versus arts debate in this episode through via a lot of conflict between Mr. Mazzara and Miss Jen, who we learn is surprise, surprise, not as truthful as she may have said. But I mean, she, so she, her whole shtick is that she was a featured extra or something. Yeah, I, I don't know her exact role, but it turns out she what she didn't dance with the cast; she danced with the other extras or something. Yeah, she was bizarre. It was just like, ha, you're fake, and she's just like, all right, she's like, all right, like whatever. And he's he's really just trying to like bring her down for no reason. I think the the thing was that she accidentally sent the receipt for the phone. Up to a different printer in like the teachers' and also or like I think he he made the argument that he needs more students to join the robotics team and oh, they yeah. all went to the theater program instead. Yeah, something like that. Um, I, it so this whole thing feel like as someone my high school experience was very much more STEM oriented than it was arts oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like a member of our science olympiad team, but we had so much crossover for people who were on science olympiad and people who were in band. Right. It's. I feel like, like it's like that in the modern day. I mean, like, yeah. I was. Gonna, I start thinking about it too. And like, half of the people in my um, IB program, which is basically like AP. It's. It's not worth going into. It's. It's an AP adjacent mm. sort yeah, of yeah, program. Yeah. But half of the people in the program, which is like pretty rigorous, everyone did music or arts or some other activity, mm. right? Um, I knew plenty of people who were in robotics and also math club and also like the chamber orchestra. So. Yeah. Well, I do think, 
Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go for it, go for it. I was done. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was about to say, because he did make the argument that a lot of people left robotics to join theater. So maybe it's not so much the kids as it is, like, the teachers kind of, like, battling it out, which mm-hmm. I can see a bit more realistically because we did have a i wasn't in robotics but i had my best friend was and the robotics teacher was like really nasty about all that stuff yeah Um, that sucks like kids like do their thing like yeah like they are like especially like just applying to college nowadays you need to be like involved in 10 million things and like obviously you can't just like even if you are like super duper committed to one thing you it you're not like well-rounded enough or whatever Mm -hmm. and so like, teachers, I feel like, need to understand that more. That, like, yeah, I need to be in this club and also this club and this club because that's right. how I'm going to get this scholarship or that's how I'm going to get into this college. Totally. It's it's very much a reality of, like, the American high school experience now, I think, that with college applications being like that, you need to be in mm-hmm. three million things. Um, which is why I'm kind of like, okay, well, they could probably just let them also do robotics and also theater, but maybe... I feel I feel like to even this out, they should have someone who is actually in robotics or like someone who's like doing both. Because right now we're definitely like skewed on the drama side, and like he's positioned to be like a bad dude. But like really, at the end of the day, STEM programs and arts programs are still fighting for funding from the sports programs. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, we we have one true enemy here. <laughs> No, not it's like, like it's like that that meme that's always like the engineering kids and the liberal arts kids need to like ally against the business kids. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is exactly. this is the prerequisite for that. Yeah. It, well, it's funny because uh, yeah, I I think that's hilarious because obviously like so much of the money is going to be going to sports, right? Like um, that's I mean that's the conflict in the original High School Musical, anyway. Yeah. So I guess they wanted to like step it up, but yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me actually of um, not to throw everything back to Glee because actually uh we should talk about how oh, uh, we do people have been comparing it to Glee. Yeah, but um I remember um so obviously a, a big part of like Glee was the arts the show choir not getting funding and then s- originally they were positioned against uh Sue Sylvester and the cheerleaders, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh Coach Beast came in to try to rally for more funds for the football team and then they had like a common enemy then. Right. Although Coach Beast eventually became like a good character on their side. What well, I don't, I don't remember what happened in Glee. I don't remember. I didn't watch past, like, halfway through season yeah. three. I just remember that that was definitely, like, I think when she was introduced, that became, like, a big, um, big conflict. Yeah, it was definitely a thing. And it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting the way that it's playing out, too, because, like, Mr. Mazzara, I mean, I think we're, we're obviously, like you said, set up to be sympathetic to the theater kids, and even Miss mm-hmm. Jen, even though... Even though she's a lying liar who lies. <laughs> like, yeah. And, um, but it's, it's interesting, but we should, we should touch on the Glee drama, because... Okay, yeah. I, um, I think what actually happened is that Jane Lynch, who plays Sue Sylvester in Glee, tweeted something tweeted a photo of the high school musical the musical the series cast and was like this looks familiar um and stan twitter just like went off on on it um being like just because they're about kids who sing like does not mean it's at all the same show which is totally true and while um hsmtmts does have glee-esque elements and it's glee also had high school musical elements. yeah exactly right it's, <laughs> it's it's just a common ground but yeah obviously they're very very different series um mm-hmm. but there was such like a vitriolic reaction and that was kind of when i realized too that like p like there there's a very robust um high school musical the musical the series stand community um 
Which is super fun. We welcome you. Yeah. We welcome you, High School Musical, the musical, the series stands. Tell us how to be cool. Some of you have very good cards. I did. Yeah. We were thinking about making a card, but I started doing it and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I need to like... I need to look at more people's cards to get an idea of, like, how to... Yeah. It's not that I, I don't have the capabilities to make a card. It's just, like, I, what is the information one presents on a card? Yeah. We'll keep you updated. Yeah, we'll keep, keep you, you posted. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyways, so... Anyway, that, so that, so that whole drama. conflict kind of ended with, um, at one point, Carlos comes out to, like, get... Like, he's delivering Ms. Jen coffee or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, Mr. Mazzaro, like, snaps at him and tells him to, like, make friends with people who are his own age. And Carlos just, like... His eyes go very big and he runs away and it's yeah. really, really... And then and, and then Miss Jen kind of stands up for him and she was just like, he made like 17 other friends the day that he, like, we started, we like officially announced the cast. Like, this is our family and our friends. And I feel like mm-hmm. that is pretty true because I feel like arts programs definitely, as someone who was in both like science ones and arts ones, there's definitely more of like a family solidarity mm-hmm. than there is um, otherwise. Um, and a lot of misfits and are just drawn to the theater program and now we have a Carlos protection squad because this poor kid I know needs friends I know well and, and I love him the thing I love about the episode too what happens is that Miss Jen is like okay go run the status quo vocals and so we go you know Mr. Bizarra and Miss Jen talk for a little bit but then she's like okay well Mazzara you tell them that I'm a fraud you know tell them to their faces and opens the door and they're running these vocals and it sounds mm-hmm. baller um and carlos is the one that's like running it right um yeah. and running rehearsal and so i don't know i mean like that i first of all i was just like why would you bully a high school kid like come on man um but it was just it was just cool to get to see like as we have been to get to see carlos in his element because he's obviously highly capable arguably mm-hmm. the chief reason that this show is gonna like succeed you know yeah um but yeah no i love carlos he's so good he definitely he has he has currently in my number one favorite character spot yeah Car- carlos uh i ult carlos and i ult <laughs> ashlyn <laughs> those are my biases um no uh to to take the stand twitter language but yeah i think it's just um I think I just think he's neat. I I I, I, I love him. I want to see like him Like I said last episode, he's definitely like justice for Ryan's character because Ryan never got to like um have a full arc where he was like explicitly queer. Like. Right. Yeah, I mean like Ryan, we've talked about this. Ryan is very much like coded as queer, mm-hmm. but it's never something that we see realized. So just yeah. I don't know. I, w- I want Carlos to be happy. Yeah. That's what I want out too. of this. Um, but yeah, um, like like we said in tandem with that moment, like finally hearing the cast vocals on such a big mm-hmm. ensemble number, which we haven't until this point, um, was amazing. I was very excited. Um, and I think like now maybe we might start getting into more reproductions of the original songs. Um, I for one cannot wait for Get Your Head in the Game. Yeah, and Bop to the Top. I want to see True. Seb, and also whoever. Who is Ryan? Ryan. Who is Ryan? We don't know the that... minor cast. I know. Ryan, okay, Ryan is, was like my favorite character from the original, because yeah. mostly because when I sang the songs with my sister, I would 
you, I would take the guys' parts usually, mm-hmm. and Ryan's were just like so much more fun than Troy's in the original, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but bet on it changed that. <laughs> That's know. true. Bet on it reigns supreme. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, so the fun thing about this episode too is that it was the one where stick to the status quo was very much featured and i feel like a lot of the conflicts came from people trying to like break out of the status quo so like because gina and ej assume that they would get their the lead roles whereas and then like meanie and ricky come in and it's that parallel um and then like even the conflict between the the teachers and then carlos too Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> no, I I agree. I mean, I think it's. I think we've talked about this a lot in previous episodes, too. How this show is not necessarily in those same clicks as we saw in the mm-hmm. original movie, but this episode does kind of have like a stay in your lane sort of feel, which is yeah. a departure from what we've yeah. seen previously. Yeah, not necessarily like oh, you can't be a drama kid too, and more like I'm the theater program favorite. And you're taking my role, which is definitely more in line with, like... Right. Yeah. <laughs> Typical things. Um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, there was going to be drama with that. Like, I, we, we did talk about, I think in, like, our, like, prequel episode sort of thing, we talked about how, like, unknowns <laughs> don't get cast as leads in oh, yeah. high school theater <laughs> programs. And so, obviously, there was going to be some friction there. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like, Gina is also a quote-unquote unknown. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, you know, we're finally seeing some of the fruits of that drama get realized, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Definitely a very fun episode. I'm very nervous to see what's going to happen between with the EJ. phone. Yeah, the with the phone. phone. Um, and it's just, just oh, gosh. Because we, I mean, we talked about so pre- previously, like, the sheer betrayal. Mm-hmm. Of someone, like, looking through your messages and checking your voicemail is just, like yeah like don't do that no <laughs> it's so bad and i ashlyn in the second episode is like dude if you do this she's never gonna forgive you and she'd mm-hmm. be right basically yeah so we'll see what happens with that next episode like will they stay together will they break up mm-hmm. we'll find out on friday on all right friday. so little outro this time to be official you can find us on twitter at hsmtmts podcast yeah you can find us on twitter there um you can find us on gmail hsmtmts podcast at gmail.com and individually on twitter um at hosh h-a-a-s-c-h underscore palmer and at pet underscore rana um, and soon to come to card once i figure out yeah card we'll put a we'll put a card in our bio um, <laughs> should we make a tumblr that's on you if you wanted to okay i'll think about it <laughs> yeah, all right uh, talk. thanks so much uh yeah. stick don't stick to the status quo you guys yeah follow your dreams no 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 um all right <laughs> <laughs> bye see you next time <laughs>